Hello, welcome to Raising the Bar podcast series. This podcast series is focused on artists. We highlight women and underrepresented creatives whose artworks encompass various layers which speak to their experiences and the communities which have shaped and molded them. We hope that our content inspires collectors, gallerists, and institutions across the globe to look closely at their works, explore and integrate their creative works into collections and archives which transcend beyond time. I am your host, Jewel Sparks. Let's get right to it. Today we're here with Cesar Bioho. Is that correct, Cesar? Close enough. All right, that's great. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Pretty good, you know, getting preparing for your show tonight, your big opening here at uh, Gallery Les Greets. I got my suit. You got your, I know you're looking good, brother, looking good. Um, so tell us a little bit about Cesar Bioho. Um, I was born in Colombia in the 80s um, with all that that entitles because it was a like difficult two um, decades for Colombia, the 80s and the 90s with all the drug wars and stuff. Um, I moved to the States in 99 through uh, an exchange program. I got a scholarship, a Coca-Cola scholarship. Mm. And I decided to stay for like, I don't know, like a year. And that turned into eight years. (laughs) And two undergrad uh, uh, journeys. And and then I came to Barcelona to do a master's program that converted into a doctorate program as well. and I've been painting my entire life. Um, so that's that's pretty much, I mean, that, that summarizes sort of my, my journey. Uh, at some point, maybe like 10 years ago, um, I decided I was tired of not getting money, you know, as an artist. And I decided to like start learning about uh, entrepreneurship and like sales, um, client loyalty and all this stuff. And I, 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 I have a little bit of a, I'm a fast learner and I'm a really good communicator to like as a teacher. Um, so I started learning about entrepreneurship and friends started coming and saying, hey, social media, like, how do you do this? And I'm like, easy, two steps, you know, uh, congruence <laughs> and repetition, you know, because uh, it's something that comes in easy for me teaching. Yes. Um, so that turned into a coaching program for artists. And... And I've been teaching artists how to make money um, because I think it's sad that there's so many talent and uh, we got talented artists uh, serving beer, you know, uh, or building websites yes, or doing something that is not their passion. Not that there's anything wrong with uh, pouring beer or uh, doing websites. But um, if you have something to provide to humanity, I think you should um, deliver on it. <laughs> and that inquir- entitles that you have to like learn how to make money. So that's one of my uh, missions, um, paint and teach people, artists, how to make money, you know. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. I think uh, when we first, the bar journey uh, embarked upon Barcelona, um, I was in the process of programming and curating our panel discussion, actually, um, at the Cover Club, which is at the Sir Victor Hotel. 
And I specifically said, I'm, um, I want, this panel's got to be diverse. We have to have like a 360 degree approach as to art, art market, the world. And as you know, um, I created Bar Art Journey to focus on helping artists, again, monetize their creativity. Um, but specifically, um, one of my pet peeves has been, especially during the pandemic, I mean, but being a supporter of the arts, like seeing how art works from um, African diaspora or Latinx or underrepresented artists, they always sometimes enter the market at a very low price. And it's not that they enter the market at a low price because that's what the value is. A lot of it is due to the lack of inclusive lens um, that we see in the traditional gatekeepers of the art market. So whether it's the curators of the museums or it's the gallerists, um, et cetera, um, you know, Sometimes, obviously, artists, but specifically artists of color, um, have paid the price. It's, for me, really important to your point that artists can do what they love and be able to live comfortably from what they do and doing what they love. Why is it always the creator that doesn't have the financial resources to do what they want to do too. So I think that uh, being an artist or a creator means that you have to live in the uncertain part of life because creativity comes out of uncertainty. You know, if it was, if it's certain, it's no longer creative. It's something that has been proved before. Uncertainty doesn't make money. Certainty makes money. Um, so I think there is something endemic to the fact of being creative that is attached to not being able to make money because, again, uncertainty doesn't make money. Certainty, certain stuff, certain processes, certain ideas, they make money. Uh, when I mean certain, I, I mean like uh, effective, like they start in, 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 in a point and they end up in a solution or in a conclusive uh, situation. So the, the realm of creativity, um, it's, it's within that uh, uncertainty And, and I think it's the role of the artist to be constantly like challenging society, challenging ideas, challenging the pre-established, uh, and that is uncertain. So it doesn't come as a surprise for me that artists don't know how to make money. Uh, part of their job is to remain uncertain, you know? Um, but that's, that's just like a hypothesis. I mean, I have no data to prove this. Yeah, I mean, yes, but to your point, you also have wanted to help artists make money. And I've also, I mean, I've done workshops for the Grammys, how to monetize your creativity. I think I've been focused on that workshop for about 15 years. And uh, so for me, I think sitting in my Zoom corner during the pandemic, the doors were closed of galleries, of museums, and the only visible uh, or tangible, like, it's like all of a sudden social media became the new gallery or the new museums yeah. because people could see all the amazing art coming from across the globe and so with bar art journey we kind of wanted to like you know take a little bit of that and kind of like grow create kind of like this like this this kind of like harriet tubman railroad that was going to be happening alongside the traditional industry because at first you're right i mean everybody was like oh let's find some 
artists of color and let's like, because that seems to be the only thing that's selling right now, now that everybody's seen this floodgate of all these works of art. And you've seen also like now that the doors are back open, it's like we went right back to where we were before where people are just kind of talking about the old masters and this and that and this and that. But what I was going to say about this panel, I was like, I want to find an entrepreneur who's built a solution to help artists monetize their creativity. And here we go. So tell us a little bit about the the um, technology solution that you've created for artists. Thank you so much. Um, Kaleido is like like a child, you know. Uh, it's uh, my startup, and Kaleido comes out of uh, out of the necessity of uh, optimizing processes and making life easier for artists. So stuff that I found myself constantly repeating that I found annoying, like doing certificates of authenticity or uh, updating portfolios, updating uh, prices, keeping up with my collectors, um, all this stuff. I, 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 like I always felt that, that I deserved more from technology, but I'm a painter. I'm not a technology expert. So uh, one afternoon I'm painting and one of my galleries calls me and says, hey, listen, there's a couple here that wants to uh, purchase a piece from you. Would you come down? Because I love talking to my to my collectors. And I also know that storytelling is what sells the piece, mm. you know, uh, which is this is deeply ingrained into Kaleido storytelling. Um, so I go down and I meet this couple, uh, the guys from Texas. Uh, the All girl right. Is, yeah. The girl, uh, his wife is uh, uh, Mexican, and and he's a business uh, tech expert. And we started like talking, and from the first moment we started like yeah, just like shooting ideas. And I'm like, I would improve this, I would improve this other thing, you know. Plus, I have tried to build something similar to Kaleido like four times, but it's just I don't have the skills or the I don't know focus. Or I'm I'm, I'm not a, a tech entrepreneur, you know. Really. No, no. I mean, I, I, I am now, but uh, but I, I have to give credit to my to my business partner who has all these like other skills that like uh, complete mine, you know. And um, so so we start uh, uh, ideas about it, and like two or three years after that, like he messaged me and he said, uh, I still want to do something in the art world. And I'm like, well, I got ideas, you know. Um, so we got together and 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 created Kaleido. Kaleido is. It's like technology for for the art world uh, designed to make our lives art enthusiasts, gallerists, museums, and artists way better. Optimizing processes, we got augmented reality, and it's just it's just beautiful. Plus, I, I always felt that like marketplaces as they are, uh, we need marketplaces. Like as artists, as artists we need to sell. Um, but they treat artwork like uh, books on Amazon, you know, like here's here's the picture and here's the price. And I find that unfair because because my my paintings are like a little bit of my soul. Um, and, and 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 my my artwork is way more than just an image. Yes, it uh, is. It talks about uh, the zeitgeist. It talks about uh, my feelings after the pandemic, after mm. my after my divorce, mm. like. Like it's it, there's a lot, a lot um, that it is uh, embodied in in those uh, uh, canvases, and an image just doesn't, and a statement just doesn't. So in Kaleido, there's audio, for example, um, which is it's a it's a little stupid um, uh, functionality. I mean, th there's nothing like uh, uh, brilliant about incorporating this. 
but it is super functional. It changes absolutely the experience. I mean, when you go into a museum and you listen to the audio guide and you get to listen, why was it built? Uh, what did the colors mean? Why did the artist choose the composition? Like, that changes completely. Um, and I feel that the art world needed that. The perspective of a collector and the perspective of an artist um, put together in a really cool product, a really cool experience. So yeah, you, you get the, I'm really proud of Kaleido. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually proud of you for building that too, because um, I mean, and, and first of all, I mean, to your point, I mean, uh, creatives or artists, they want to create art. Um, but I really like, and maybe it, it, this came a little bit out of, like you said, like your, the passions or the divorce or the, 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 the things that you went through in your life and you were like, this is what is missing. And I think that that's, a beautiful thing. So stumbling upon you when I was looking for an entrepreneur that had a technology solution um, focused on artists uh, was really, I feel, a blessing. And then on top of that, when I was looking at Kalito, and then I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually an artist. Because at first they were just like, well, here's an, here's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So you are an entrepreneur. They're like, here's <laughs> an entrepreneur. And then I looked at your pro, I was like, oh my gosh, and he's an artist too. I was like, oh, ding, 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 ding. And then I looked at some of your works and I really love the Stroke series because, you know, as we're talking about, uh, to your point, there's so many layers to either the works that you put on canvas, but there's so many layers to artists that I feel frustrated about uh, that we don't see in the mainstream art world as well as we see the artworks on the wall or as out this tokenism had been taking place where people were like, oh, let's just find a, a black artist or this or that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many stories that go into the works of art that artists create. So um, kudos to you for creating uh, that product. I, I look forward to helping um, people learn not just about your art, but also about your tech product. I, you know, I work in tech and innovation. I work with the European Institute of Technology. I've been scouting actually for technology solutions for over 20 years. And so for me, you're like kind of like that whole like package all in one with a bow on top. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, we're really happy to have um, four works of your art um, that are part of the art journey. And your story, your history, your family history is one of the most fascinating. And every time, I mean, I talk about and when people, when I talk about your work of art and I talk about like all the different layers about you and your family and your history and the entrepreneur piece and your grandfather, great, great, great. Great, 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 great grandfather. Eight generations ago. Eight generations know. ago. I mean, we can like not talk about this for just two minutes. Could you tell me? Oh, I love, I love talking about okay, so uh, tell me, my history. Like, like. <laughs> we have to, this is very important because you're trying to help artists monetize their creativity in some like way to escape this like kind of not having money and resources now what did your great 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 <laughs> do okay so uh in the 16th century there was a slave uh that uh, he, he had some sort of like a high position in his tribe um my grandfather says he was a king and i, I mean but i don't know um <laughs> And um, he got captured uh, by a Portuguese uh, uh, trader um, and brought to Cartagena de Indias in Colombia, sold uh, as a slave. And his name was Bencos, and he came from the islands of Bioho. Um, 
So he stayed there for like, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. And then like he was like, I'm not dealing with this. Uh, and he created a revolution. And in 1603, after like, I, like 15 or 10 years of revolution, the king of Spain uh, said, oh, I'm tired of this guy. Just let him have a free town, you know. And uh, w- w- the slave that managed to escape uh, and get to that town was free. But getting to that town was like, I mean, like crossing the Alps right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. I mean, trials and tribulations. Yes. Um, and that's that was in 19 in 1603, and it, that's very valuable to Black history and history in general, at least for me, because the next free town in the Americas is Haiti in 1791, 1792. It's after the French Revolution. Um, so, so this guy was a visionary. I mean, like, and 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 he happens to be my great 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 grandfather. So, so that's always that in my family was always ver- told with with a lot of pride, um, and, and and certainly like makes part of my uh, of my uh, of my history. You know, thank it's, you for for letting me share this. It's a beautiful history. I mean, I was like when we talked like the first time, you know, when I was getting to know you, I came to your studio um, here in Barcelona, and then we were talking, and this, that, even that statue in that town with, like, mm-hmm. literally, it's like, he's breaking free in the chain. I was like, my thing was, who's the artist that did that? <laughs> we yeah. were like, we don't, we need to figure out who did that. Yeah, we don't know, we don't know. And then that. ever since then, like, every time I talk about your art, I tell, like, I start with your great-great-great-great-grandfather, <laughs> and then I kind of eventually get to you, no, I get to you, I get your face, and then I get to you. But I think that that is so wonderful, and this is, like, also why... Uh, this bar art journey is really important is for artists to be able to share the all their entire stories not just you know like you said you built your 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 tech solution it's like so much more than just what you see and so are the artists that create and so are the artists that are in our program Um, but what I really liked is when you were talking about how like he created this city like it was in the northern part of Colombia Mm -hmm. right and a lot of people got lost. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was yeah. very, obviously, because they had to hide out and, like, hijack the ships when they, whatever, all that stuff. But how you said some of the women would French braid the map in their hair yes. so they wouldn't get lost or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you think, like, paper. Yeah. Paper is a recently new invention. I mean, democratized. I mean, yes, we, yes, we got yes. papyrus and stuff like that. But but uh, the, the accessibility to paper, like... That wasn't easy to get back then, uh, let alone people who could draw a map with uh, directions and and lengths. I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it. Uh, well, oh, like the distance and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Um, so um, storytelling, uh, word of mouth, was the way of transmitting valuable information. Mm. So you walk for three days until you see the, I don't know, mountain of the elephant. And then you take a <laughs> ride until... Uh, sunshine and like mm-hmm, stuff like that. Um, so women would uh, braid their um, their hair uh, with the map uh, because that was the easiest way of transmitting and preserving it. Yes, you know, um, and 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 those women would like this is the way to go. You you get over there, you know. Um, but but I I have the map in my in my hair, you know. Uh, and and that's that's something really cool about uh, um, our history, you know, like yeah, yeah. And you're also helping artists um, create their history, yes, via your technology solution that you created with your co-founder, yes. 
And uh, you're a, a fascinating artist. Oh, thank you. A so great much. entrepreneur. Thank you so much. I love the fact that you have a PhD in art. Thank you so much. Well dressed, handsome. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's your teacher, and you're pairing things forward. So um, I appreciate you. Likewise, thank you so much. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with other artists out there who may be listening? Do you have any words of advice or encouragement? Um, being an artist is not easy, nor is it difficult. It just requires a lot of effort. Um, so get out there, do your storytelling. Thank you for joining us, Cesar. Thank honest. you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Raising the Bar podcast series. This series is brought to you by BitHouse Group and Bar Art and Residency. Once again, my name is Jewel Sparks. And at Bar, we love to hear about your favorite artists and we welcome you to recommend them to us as a guest for our series. You can connect with Bar Art and Residency via LinkedIn or follow a Bar Residency on Instagram. Please send an email to info at barbaarresidency.com. Thanks again for tuning in and until next time.